0: of the Golden World Podcast, bringing you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few laps along the way. As always, I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast, Connor. Before we begin, you can jump around the podcast by using the timestamps in the description below. Connor, how's it going? I'm doing all right, mate. You forgot to say you were Ben. Just kind just, just of point Did it I? out to you. Sorry, yeah. I was trying to do it without, because obviously I'm very conscious that the video we've got video on youtube now so you're able to see us while we're talking and i'm just very conscious that i don't want to be sat there reading from a script so i kept looking up at the camera and i completely forgot i I got most of it right except for apparently i forgot myself
1: well to be fair you were you were a late addition to the script early early listeners of the podcast (laughs) will remember that it
0: took you many weeks to start introducing yourself. I think it was a couple of months, to be quite honest, dude. Yeah. So some people were just like, who's this other person talking to Connor? We know Connor is. Well, who's this other person that is, is talking? But I am, in fact. Ben, have you had a good week so far? It's been all right. Had a stressful day yesterday, though. Oh, so YouTube my... Um,
1: no, nothing to do with YouTube. My password manager got hacked. So oh. I use a password manager to store all my passwords and create secure long-chain passwords that I don't have to remember, so I don't have to write them all down. And it stores it all for me. And it was super useful because it's all got autocomplete and stuff like that. But um yeah, LastPass got hacked. And although they say, like, you know, none, none of your passwords got leaked, but all the websites that you have passwords for were stored in plain text. So right. all the information of all the websites where i have passwords for has been leaked and it was just enough for me to go okay i've sat back on it a little while my uh renewal is coming up anyway for for my account my uh subscription to it and i was like all right let's do let's do a transfer so i had to move all of my passwords from one account manager to another which is quite simple actually you can just download oh, a okay. file and upload it which is both reassuring because, yay, yeah, it was easy, but also, eh, it was kind of a little bit too easy. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, then, dear. because I needed to be super secure, I had to go in and change all of my passwords. No!
0: All of them. I, I was bet a... you've
1: got hundreds. It was 150 passwords I sat there yesterday and went through and changed one by right.
0: one. To, to... Okay, right. <laughs> so, so, are you like me where... You know, you've got one, maybe two, sometimes three for legacy older websites. So you've only got like a maximum of three passwords. Or do you just have custom ones for everything? Why is it oh,
1: my computer has just decided to switch you onto Discord now?
0: <laughs> We're having issues today, folks. I don't know what it is. I'm gonna be so, completely oh, let's, honest let's, with you. Yeah, let's let's So for those of you that like are on YouTube. Right. We deserve a like because of the stress we've had trying to get this working. If you're listening on Spotify, <laughs> the, uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever your platform of choice is, like leave a like, leave a review, let us know. We've had crashes. We've had internet dying. Uh, we have had my Word document just going all skewy for some reason. Hopefully <laughs> we're good to go it's a good job we're not live streaming this, isn't it? Oh my
1: god, could you imagine?
0: <laughs> There'd be an absolute, absolute no, I do no, not I
1: d I don't no, I don't think that's on the table like ever, guys. Just just throwing that no, out there. No,
0: no chance, no chance. So anyway, people came here to hear the Pokemon news of the week. This week, we have said farewell to both the Wii and 3DS eShop. They closed earlier on on Monday, the 27th of March. You will no longer be able to buy digital games on either platform, unless, of course, you have already previously purchased them. Um, one thing is, how does this affect Pokemon? Well, Pokemon Bank was on there. So Pokemon Bank was the the the, the storage of choice before Pokemon Home, ca- Home came along for the 3DS that allowed you to bring in Pokemon from the 3DS, well, 3DS games, but also the DS games um, mm-hmm. using a variety of methods, uh, including... And I'm the, pretty
1: sure the virtual consoles as well.
0: Yes, generation one and two of the uh, virtual games you could bring to uh, Pokemon Bank as well. So you could use Pokemon Bank and Pokemon Transport to get, I think, everything, pretty much everything except for the original... Red leaf, green, leaf green, and the original Omega Ruby uh, Sapphire sorry, Emerald. Ruby Sapphire Emerald. So they were the only ones that you couldn't use that platform for to bring them in, but you could you could get them to where you needed to. In alternative ways. Yeah. Um, the the switch off didn't go as smoothly as everyone. Hoped. Um, Pokemon Transporter was reporting uh, a couple of bugs, which made it unusable. Unfortunately, these have now been remedies, uh, so that you can now use Pokemon Transporter. It's all free, so long as you've downloaded them in the past. If you didn't, I think you're out of luck, Too late. to be honest. With you. That's it. Too late. That's it. You cannot get it.
1: It, it, no. it has been well and truly Flappy Birded.
0: It, yeah, yeah Flappy Bird Yeah, I forgot about that. that uh, that's, that's on, long
1: on, gone. on a similar note of, if you have a DS now, Mm. that doesn't have pokemon bank on it
0: your ds is worth less it's not worthless but it yeah. is worth less that there, there i it wouldn't surprise me if we went onto ebay or something like that and there were already people selling these my three ds with pokemon bank and pokemon transporter like they didn't surprise Flappy me in the slightest back in the day um did you make sure you had these downloaded? Have you got a 3DS, actually? I,
1: so I've got a 3DS that was given to me, because I had a DS console. It was one of the first consoles I ever bought for myself, and my brother broke it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got really upset with Ruby one day and smashed the screen, uh, punched Ooh. it to death. Um, I've got a 3DS that I got given, but I don't have a charger for it. So okay. I don't have access to Pokemon Bank. No, that's right. it.
0: Okay, so done and dusted. I have got, I have got Pokemon Bank, and I have got Pokemon Transport. I, I've, I've said this on the podcast before. When back in the day, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to get back into Pokemon. I'm going to complete a Pokedex. So I bought a 3ds. I bought Omega Ruby and uh, Pokemon X, and then went back and bought some of the older ones, including Pokemon Bank and Pokemon Transport. And I basically used all those games to complete the Pokedex to to fill up Pokemon Bank. Pokemon Home came along, so I transported them from Bank to Home. However, I have, on and off, been shiny hunting on um, Ultra Sun, I think it is, for the uh, Legendaries in the Wormholes at the end of the game, because the odds are really good for Legendaries. Um, So I've got a few more that are in Pokemon Bank that I need to transport over to Home at the moment. The only problem is that Home costs a subscription, and I've not paid it in a while, so I can only access the basic box, which is full of shinies from um, Pokemon Go at the moment. So I do need to get round to to doing that. I must say, though, the fact that, because they could have used this as an opportunity, shutting down the eShop just to go, no, that, like, anything pre-Nintendo Switch doesn't work anymore. We're just going to, you know, we're going to bite the bullet, shut it down, done and dusted. The fact that Because there must be some servers running somewhere to store this and allow you to move the Pokemon over. So the fact that they've done this and then made it free, like we have to give them credit for this.
1: Yes. The fact is they're still running it. The store shut down, but they're still running Pokemon Bank. Now, to be fair, Pokemon Bank has been not controversy free over its lifetime because they originally told us Pokemon Bank was going to be it, and then not long after that gave us home which mm-hmm. is a little bit of a kick in the teeth anyway. And yeah. Home has a whole bunch of other issues, which we have spoken about before, where, you know, it just takes forever for things to come online. It's, it's a shame. Um, for me, my biggest issue with this at the moment is not necessarily that, you know, Bank isn't available anymore. It's that there is now no way to get those original games again. There's no legitimate way to get those original games. Yeah. Yeah. So th- it should have it should have been a case of we're shutting th- this site down. You can now get it on the switch instead. I just yeah. I it's, cannot it's fi- I cannot fathom why this isn't the case. But I also because... can't fathom the prices of these, by the way. You, you, you gave me an idea and I went looking. Uh, the cheapest model I can find, Nintendo 3DS Black, Lifetime Pokemon Bank and Transporter subscription, £350.
0: <laughs> Some people are just like, I don't think they're getting that much money, but like, if you're the first people to oh, pe- People are pushing
1: it. it. 3DS XL SNES version. Wow. Uh, Pokemon Bank working.
0: Uh, yellow and Crystal installed, £850. <laughs> wow, that is a that is a lot of money. And, but, like, Game, game Freaking Nintendo, like, this, there's a market here for the old games and getting them on modern consoles. Like, this would have been the perfect time to go, yeah, okay, so Pokemon Bank now and Pokemon Transport and these old, ga- old games and the eShop shutting down, it's rather complicated, but they're now available on the Switch really easily. Just Go to the the shop and you can get them. I, I still don't know why they've not done this. Although people would then be complaining, probably rightly so. That well, I I bought these games on the 3ds and now I've got to buy them again on the Switch. I and I. Why no? Well, okay. If that happens. Count, count, counter argument. Okay. Why would you have to buy them again on the Switch? Well, this is what I'm saying that I don't think you should have to. Sorry. So what what I'm saying is mm-hmm. that. They are both like, okay, so you've got you've got the 3DS and you've got the Nintendo Switch. It's not like you're buying one on a Sony machine and one on a Microsoft machine and they don't share information. There is some level of connectivity between the generations of consoles that Switch releases. So why would you have to buy the exact same game if it functions the exact same way on a newer console uh
1: why are you buying these games anyway in that case if you've already had red and blue in your past
0: that's yes okay so
1: so argument again playing completely devil's advocate here because i don't necessarily disagree with you skyrim has been bought by the same person on multiple different consoles and generations Mm -hmm. over the years um People like owning it on different stuff. And if you have it on the 3DS, it's not going anywhere. That's it. You own it. It's there now. Uh, the shop is closed down. You still have access to it. You still have access to Pokemon Bank, as we said. There's no problem. You, you can have that game. It can come out on the Switch, yeah. and you are not losing out on any functionality of anybody who has it on the Switch. You do not need to buy the games again. However, no, you're right. if you didn't have it on the 3DS... There is now no legal way of purchasing them other than second hand.
0: So off to the high seas with us, say eh?
1: I didn't say that. You can go second hand. That's fine. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll but, just do that. I'll but just do that. if Nintendo want to get my money, yes. then they need then they need to step up and provide.
0: Oh yeah, de- definitely, definitely. I like. I I remember when I remember when they bought out the the Gen One and Gen Two games on the 3DS, and I thought, oh. They're a bit pricey. And I, and the only one that I did buy was Yellow. And the reason I bought Yellow is because, oh, okay, I at the time, I didn't have Mew and I wanted Mew. Only to find out that the glitch you could use to get Mew in that game, you couldn't send it through to Pokemon Bank, but you could with Red and Blue for whatever reason. So I only own Yellow on that console. But, like, there was no way I was going to buy all of them because of the price tag. Yeah. But, like, I get why they did the price so high, because people are willing That's, that's to pay what they're for worth it. on the second-hand market. Yeah, but the fact that people are willing to pay for these, like, and we, we know, like, Game, Fre- Game Freak loves money. The Pokemon company loves money. Nintendo loves Everyone loves money. If you could have more money, you'd have more money, wouldn't you? So why are they not? <laughs> why are they still? We've asked this question before. Why are they still not releasing these on the on the Switch?
1: So my only thought process is that they somehow haven't got a trading system working. Because it can't be an emulator issue, because they've got a Game Boy emulator on there.
0: Yeah, right yeah, exactly.
1: So and I'm not being funny, Nintendo have been caught before just downloading ROMs from the internet and selling them to people. <laughs> so they're not yeah. above it. No. Um no. Yeah, I have to I have to assume it's a trading problem. And, you know, people would be upset if you couldn't trade uh from you know switch console to switch console or mm. even amongst your own games and things like that maybe not amongst your own games i don't know how yeah c- they've got to have it inter- integrate with home i think that's that's yeah. the problem they're at now is if they're going to add any emulation in now it's got to integrate with home and yeah. that in and of itself
0: is going to take six years at home's pace well well yeah yeah you're absolutely you're absolutely right The, the speed that they roll out the ability to transfer pokemon from modern day games to pokemon home takes forever so i dread to think what it's like for the old games bringing them to a modern console and i'd imagine like because i'd imagine part of the part of the problem is you need somebody who a understands pokemon home and how that works understands the Switch and how that works, understands the the old games and how they work and the, the consoles that they ran on and the emulators and how they work. Because there are probably loads of layers that you have to jump mm-hmm. through. It's not as simple as just pointing Pokemon Home, at, you know, Pokemon Red on, on the um, from the eShop and just going, okay, talk to one another. I'd imagine it, it really isn't that simple. But-
1: Especially considering it's not Game Freak that works on Pokemon Home. Yes.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's another company. I, I don't know the name of them off, top of, off the I top of my head. Think I think it's the same
1: do. guys who did BDSP, if I remember correctly. Oh, really? Yeah, it's Ilka. Ilka made oh, Pokemon Oh, wow.
0: Home. Okay. Wait. Didn't it take forever for BDSP to connect with it? Yes, it did. <laughs> I didn't know. Right, I didn't know. That. that just makes the whole situation even more hilarious now, because it's like, wait, you developed both of them, but you couldn't get the working strip. Fine, whatever. Um, But, like, it probably... Uh, that's probably one of the reasons why the Gen 1 and Gen 2 games, they could, like, people were willing to buy them for that price because it was like, okay, I can't transfer the original Pokemon that I had back in the day from those games, but I can replay it and I can catch those Pokemon, give them the same nicknames, bring them through on the adventure, and then transport them into home to use in modern day games. um So it's, it's really, really disappointing that we're still not getting it. We thought we were going to get it uh, uh, on Pokemon Day earlier on this year and we didn't unfortunately um but as i said credit the fact that you're still able to use this if you've already purchased it
1: yeah i mean i wouldn't even be opposed to the idea like i don't know i am not a game developer first first and foremost i don't know how easy this would be but could you do like a pokemon home emulator or, or a pokemon uh, bank emulator on the Switch?
0: yeah so so they
1: affect they effectively go okay we're not making pokemon yellow yellow through crystal um work with the switch we're not making it work directly with home but we're bringing bank to the switch instead so you still use bank and then bank goes up to home oh and by the way start paying for bank again so so. if you have it on the 3ds (laughs) you've you've got it for free for life but if you if you buy
0: these games on the switch then you need to pay for bank again and home so I think the reason why they so I think that was the reason why they didn't bring bank to the bank to the switch because if they bought bank to the switch and up the price people would going hold on a second like there's no real difference between the two outside of you can now bring more pokemon in from the later generations I think that was part of the reason why they went okay pokemon bank is on the the 3DS I'm Pokemon Home is on the Switch because then it's a completely separate product. We can charge however much we want for it, in that, and and it will bring all these quality of life features. Which I mean, I don't, I don't know if people have used Pokemon Home, but like, I I actually found Pokemon Bank better in I think every single way, just in terms of its ease of use, um, how it looked, like Pokemon. Pokemon Home the fact that oh you can you can you can use it to trade pokemon well the system back in the day when i first started using it to trade pokemon was absolutely shocking the fact that you couldn't really narrow down what you were looking for or you know what you were trying to trade for and the fact that you could only trade one pokemon unless you had a uh, sorry one pokemon on the fr- on the free subscription or if you had more money if you paid you could then trade up to 3 i think it was um like there is there is there is no way they bring bank to the Switch because I think it opens up a range of complexities in terms of people going, hold on a second, so you could have done this a long time ago. Yeah, but in theory,
1: it's no different to what we've had. It's yeah, two different yeah. services. It's just moving one onto a different console.
0: Yeah. People I, have I, already
1: I... been paying for the two different services. I, I can understand your argument of like well, retroactively, why couldn't we have moved Bank onto the Switch in the first place and then just built off that, which is a fair argument and one we can always take up a game free. <laughs> <sighs> but I'm just trying to think how we move forward from here. And I don't think there's a clear answer that won't wind a lot of people up.
0: No, exactly. I, I, I You know what? I, the, that being said, so, this is a win. The fact that Pokemon this is Bank is yes. still yes. The, Pokemon Bank is continuing, yeah. despite the fact that the shop
1: is closed and it's now free yeah. forever.
0: Well, that, forever that's in yeah. forever yeah. in big
1: quotation marks though.
0: Eventually, <laughs> eventually it will shut down. It's a matter of when. Yeah. I think it, not it, it but, is a
1: service you are renting. Just because the rent is now free doesn't mean
0: you are not <laughs> renting it. Yeah, but the, the fact is, like they. I like to think they will continue it for a long time, simply because if they were going to shut it down, they would have done it with this. Yeah, it this this, this would have been it. That this would have been it. You take, your, you take your bit of bad PR and people complaining for a bit, and then in a, a year or two time, people forget all about it and then move on to the next Pokemon thing. So it makes me think that they are keeping it around. Shall we move on to the next topic? Let's do that. So... This is one thing that I didn't think we'd be reporting on simply because it seems so, like, bizarre. So, a Pokemon card player, a TCG player, was disqualified after a pronoun kerfuffle. So, 17-year-old, and I'm going to butcher this name, I apologize, Makani Tran, I believe, lost out on $800 two flights and time off school uh, after his time at the Charlotte Pokemon Regional was cut short... So according to Tran, as he walked over to the stream area because this uh, this fight was going to be streamed, a judge asked him what his preferred pronouns were and he seemed to fumble over his words. He awkwardly laughed twice when asked to share his pronouns. This resulted in the Pokemon cards judge taking issue apparently and reportedly saying, okay, just wanted to check to be safe. I go by they, them, so don't be a jerk about it. So a bit into the match, uh, they were they were pulled off stage by the head judge and told that another match would be streamed instead, uh, and Tran uh, was uh, disqualified from the tournament. So, what do you yeah. make of all this? So. It-
1: If people are wondering why we're reporting on this, because, you know, we don't always talk about controversies within uh, regionals and stuff like that. It's because we talked about the judge who got a lifetime ban for something of a similar ilk uh, not too long ago. And we were both very much behind that of like, yeah, no, that was out of line. Uh, That judge should not have said the things he said. And rightly so. Bye. I don't know if this kid deserved it. I don't. Now, to to clarify, we only have his side of it. Yes. Um, a lot of the article that we're reading through here is discussing his twit longer that he reported himself. So, trans uh, own uh, accounts on the matter. His opponent that he was facing at the time, who he got the disqualification from, did also come out and say, "I don't think he should have been disqualified." Yep. However. You're only getting his side of this, of what happened. And unfortunately, because of the rules within Pokemon, we're never going to get the judges' side. Judges aren't allowed to come forward with these kind of issues, apparently. They're not allowed to go public. I don't know why, but apparently that's a thing. So all we can talk about is Tran's own experience it's it's a really can, can we just point out the elephant in the room of all that,
0: the of all the names to have of all the <laughs> names, of all the names to have, right this is this
1: happens. <laughs> the fucking i i i i if you'd never been asked that before right and and I, we spoke about this before the podcast started as we mm. tend to do we talk about things and i was like you know you're a kid he's 17 so he's he's almost an adult but he's a kid regardless how you look at it, gets up on stage, he's going to have a match, he's already at regionals, there's nerves there, now it's getting streamed, okay, nerves are higher, and then somebody goes, what's your pronouns? Sorry, what? That's yeah, literally the last thing I was thinking about right now. Um, uh, He, him, and to be fair, he, the kid, the uh, Tran, I'm going to call, sorry, I keep calling him the kid, I feel bad for that. Tran turns around and says, like, you know, I said he, him, and then, got stuck thinking there should be a third one. yeah. And that's why I laughed. Which is, again, fair. Some people don't get asked this a lot. Sure, Mm -hmm. it's becoming more common now. Um, As we spoke about last time, you know, judges are having to do more training. But players don't do training. Players are just people who show up and they fumble. It's not... It seems excessive. Yeah. Now, we don't know the extent of the situation. As I said, we only have one side of the argument. But it seems excessive to just turn around and be like, nope, that's it. Your your, your trip's over.
0: Yeah. It, it, it's a real shame, actually, that this has happened. May, mainly because, like, thinking of it from the... You know, trans point of view. If he's probably excited, he's he's coming along to this tournament, nerves and being on edge, and then for it to fall down on something that, from what we can see from the outside looking in, is just a just and not even an a- accident implies that like something went wrong. But he literally yeah. just like, okay, I'm a bit, I'm a bit, like just trying to think on the spot and having an awkward laugh and people react to things in different ways some people might shut down some people might cry some people might laugh like I've been in like dark situations before where like you know the 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 body's ability to use humor is a defense me- mechaniz- mechanism 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 I had to say this over day and I couldn't say mechanism it. mechanism the fact, the fact that, the fact that like Laughing is a way to sometimes just try and diffuse a situation, or almost reset your brain and go, "Okay, right, I'm, I'm, I'm back in the zone and trying to think." Like, I feel sorry that you know he's been asked to share share his pronouns, been put on the spot in a tense situation, and then this is this has happened, it, and it's like,
1: uh, I, 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 go on. I was going to say the thing is, you could. Uh... Again, you could read this a complete different way of, you know, this is just some guy trying to get himself out of it. And the way it actually went down was a little bit more malicious. And he went, Mm -hmm. well, he, him. (laughs) Why wouldn't it be he, him? (laughs) Look at me. Do I not look like a he, him? But he follows up. The judge said that while he believed that I had no bad intentions, it didn't matter because at the end of the day, someone was offended and upset. The judge said that while he believed I had no bad intentions. That's it. That's all yeah, that's required.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the judge is actually like stated, okay, right. Yeah, right. I
1: don't think he was having a go at me, but it, it still upset me nonetheless. And it's like, well, not... It's, it's such a dodgy ground because again, I'm, I am fully like trans rights f- all the way. Happily, please. I, I have made that clear on my own channel many times, but if you're upset and offended, that's that's your problem, yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 at this at this point, if he'd come out and if somebody hasn't gone out of their way to offend you and you have taken offense, then yeah. it's your problem
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's just a, a really unfortunate situation for for Tran because. Like at that at that age as well. This is going to it it, it could really knock him, and it might. Well, you might even never want to do it again. Well, you might exactly, never want to play that's again. That's it. That's it. And he, he might go. You know what? Actually, this has just like soured my whole experience of of Pokemon, especially because like if you are going to be at a tournament and the news after, you want to be in that news cycle. You want it to be for the right reasons, i.e. Yeah. I've won, or I, I, I came second place, or, you know what, I didn't do really well, but I I made a quirky play that people are talking about. Like, you don't want your name to be out there because a judge took offense to something that you said yeah. that was was a, was seems like a non-issue, to be quite honest with you. And um, let's not forget that this is the internet,
1: where yeah. th- he has probably got it from all sides. Probably oh, yeah. Probably people attacking him for yeah. things they've decided he's said. Or, and again, this is pure
0: speculation, but we all know how the internet works. Or people backing him up who he probably doesn't want backing him up. No, I've, <laughs> uh, on, Honestly, like, uh, so on the news article we've got, there's a couple of embedded tweets from, from Tran himself. Okay. And I, I just refuse to go to Twitter because the comments are an absolute cesspit of, like, there's never anybody who's in the center going, okay. This is how it is. You've either got people on one side or people on the other side who just, just like, seriously, not everyone needs to have an opinion. And I don't know that's, I know that's like quite hypocritical of me doing a podcast and talking about things. And people sometimes do want to hear other people's voices. But like, don't go to Twitter for those voices, please. Uh, yeah. Anyway, let, let's talk about a, a happy ending, I guess, even though like it's, we shouldn't have actually have had to get here get to um, here but yeah yeah so um gofundme's been set up to to replace some of uh McCartney trans expenses and it's already surpassed its goal uh of one thousand five hundred dollars by over one grand um so like at, at least there is some good to come out of a a bad situation that didn't need to be bad
1: yeah he he, he got the money that he spent going out to these regionals but he's lost those points He's probably lost a lot of faith within the Pokemon system. Um, And the one that I would really worry about is whether this sticks with him and whether he feels like he has been ostracized by people who use pronouns. Because I, I know I would. And again, I've had things like this in the past where you get attacked by someone Who may well be, like, best intentioned, and in a lot of ways, I may agree with you on a lot of points, but the way you approach this situation makes me disagree with you on your points, suddenly. Because that's what we do as people. We get defensive and we... Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (sighs) I don't know. I don't know. Uh, None of us know Tran, but we wish him the best and hope that this doesn't mar his experience and love of Pokemon too much. Definitely. Should we move on to the next topic? Uh yes, uh sticking with Pokemon TCG, League Challenge Tournaments are back. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know, the League Challenge Tournaments are small events. They are entry-level events and they're held on a local scale. So usually these are held at local game stores. These are ways for local players and People who aren't sort of confident enough with their own playstyle to go to regionals to get some experience at an actual Pokemon tournament that can qualify you in the long run. It it can gain you points towards qualification for worlds.
0: Okay. I can't wait to rock up to one of these with my Sun and Moon practice deck.
1: Okay, just- no. Because <laughs> just
0: it. Standard legal. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs>
1: official tournament. Because that's the thing. It's an official tournament. Okay. It it is held in local game stores through Play Pokemon. Yeah, this is huge. This, this, this is big news. They were sort of taken offline because of COVID. Perfectly understandable. Nobody to argue with that. When I started getting back into TCG last year, I went to my local game store and the conversation came up and they said, nope, they're just not doing it anymore. They've decided they don't, they don't want to do it. They are now back. This is great. I it's such a little bit of news, but I'm, I'm so happy about it. I love it.
0: Good, good. So will you be attending one of these near you? If, if
1: <sighs> All of my decks have already rotated out. Like the deck that uh, I bought okay. to be part of Standard at the end of last year is now out of rotation again.
0: Right, okay. So you need yeah, to go Yeah, the, the meta the is so ever hard ever to card. keep up yeah. with. Oh, I, d- I dread to think what the, what the meta's like. It's one of the reasons why when I play TCG Online, I just play with the standard decks and face mm-hmm. people with the standard decks because I I have seen some of the tournaments. And I actually, on TCG Online, I entered one of the tournaments where you could use custom decks and I got absolutely rinsed in probably about 10 turns, if that. I got absolutely spanked. Um, and as much as I would love to build a, a you know competitive and viable deck, I don't think I've got the time or the money to be able to do that, unfortunately. Yeah. So as uh, this is great news for some people. For me, unfortunately, it's, it just makes me realize I'm and, missing guys. And that
1: being said, as of today, not day of recording, day of release, Scarlet and Violet set is now out. Oh,
0: okay, right.
1: Yeah, our first Scarlet and Violet TCG set is now live, Okay. Uh, which means the format is changing massively because we're getting a whole new mechanic in here.
0: Oh, what's the new mechanic?
1: um we're getting the terrestrialized pokemon
0: wait hold on so how does the how does this work then could you get a Charmander card that's actually grass
1: no so okay. certain certain pokemon are terrestrialized and as far okay. as i've seen at the moment most of them are terrestrialized into their own typing so you get like a water terror gyarados a fire terror arcanine okay. um they have I think they've got immunity whilst on the bench or something. I'll have to double check that and get back to you
0: okay, so it doesn't but they function... they they have
1: one ability from what I remember,
0: okay, so it doesn't function like terrestrialization in the in the games no, well, oh, okay. not yet, anyway, right, okay, that might be coming later on down the line, maybe so. Yes. It- are you planning on collecting this this deck this these cards?
1: Oh uh, no, I can't afford to collect. I'm not. <laughs> that's, a collector. The problem. that's the so, problem. So here's the thing: I'm I'm more of a player. I think if I'm going to if I'm going to get Pokemon cards, it's because I want to play Pokemon cards. That's that's the fun I get out of them. Sure, I like opening some packs and getting some rare cards, but realistically, they go in boxes and sit on shelves, and I never look at them. You know, I'm not somebody who keeps binders and binders full. um. So it's actually better for me to wait for the end of the season and then pick up the League Battle decks, which are just the best value uh, competitive decks that you can have.
0: Oh, you know, you, so, you, okay. You pick up
1: a couple of those and you've got a fully functioning deck. And that's it. You're good to go to a locals tournament.
0: Oh, okay, right. Suddenly, it's Suddenly that's something that I'm interested in then. If I could oh, yeah, any- no,
1: it, we we could talk about this because I don't know if Mew is still. V- oh, no, I think Mew would be out of it now. But yeah, there was a Mew VMAX uh, League Battle Deck that they released not long ago. And it gave you, I think it was two Mew V, two Mew VMAX, and two um, Genesect V. Yeah. And then a whole bunch of cards that was most of the deck that you required to have, like, one of the strongest decks in format. Oh, okay, right. So you could buy two of those. They're about thirty quid each, but you could buy two of yeah. those, and suddenly you've got a two hundred pound deck for sixty quid. Oh, it's um, okay. it's really good. Okay, right. I'm gonna look into and this then. And you can then bring it into live.
0: Right. Okay. I'm gonna look into this because, like, I, I, I'm sure I was like a lot of people growing up where. I had the Pokemon cards and unlike most of my, unlike all of my friends, I was the only one that knew how to play. Everyone else just collected that. They just wanted the set. They didn't want to learn how to play. I taught myself how to play, but I had no one to play with. And, and I got, I remember getting the CD. Do you remember that CD that you got? That yeah. Like with, the, with
1: the horrible woman on it. Yeah. Horrible yeah little girl. Yeah.
0: And I remember playing a lot. I think this is absolutely amazing. And, um, as I, when I got older and I introduced my daughter to Pokemon and you know she, she was like oh Pokemon trading card game and being able to collect the cards and I said to her you do know you can battle with these and we bought, oh, we have about 10 decks, I think, that we've just picked up over time, and every now and again we'll just play with the play with the decks. And she always tries to cheat because she'll go, I'll, I'll pick yours, Dad. I'm like, right, okay. Mm-hmm. You're and gonna I, pick the type that's worse to me. I then, always yeah. end up with I always end up with a Rillaboom deck, and she always ends up with a Cinderace deck. It's funny how that works, isn't it? Um but like playing against real people, like seeing them in front of you and pointing down the cut, co- like it's something that I I want to experience so much. So the fact that I can potentially pick up a deck for relatively cheap and be able yeah. to play someone, you know, locally, I I want to do. I want to do this. This is something I want to do this year. Uh yeah, man, it's it's totally worth it.
1: Good. And Good. for any of you who are listening at home who have maybe gone out and bought a starter deck and tried to go to locals. That's, that's a rough time, buddy. Uh yeah, there are better ways to do it. And oh, yeah. you know, it because I did the same thing. Sorry, story time. I did a similar thing when I was in Mag- I was into Magic the Gathering. A lot of my friends would buy boxes and boxes and boxes of these stuff, you know, a hundred pounds a pop for uh 36 packs or whatever it was.
0: Okay. And,
1: you know, they'd pull these cards and I'm like, okay, cards are nice. But what can you do with that? You can't build a deck out of that. Or if you can, it's not particularly powerful. And yeah, I can go out and buy, I can't remember what they were specifically called on uh, Magic's Garing, but it was a similar kind of principle where it's like, these are mostly battle ready, mostly local ready. You know, it's maybe not got as many um, copies of the, the top cards as you'd want in a full power deck, but it's got the cards in there. For 30 quid. And that's all it took me to be like, I'm just undefeated now. Amongst nice. my friendship groups. And yeah. like, oh, you just paid to win. It's like, no, I did the exact opposite, actually. I paid £30 to play a game that you've put hundreds into. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah you, you, you can't... I can't imagine most people build a deck by buying a shell no. load of packs. It, Remember it, because, kids,
1: adults buy singles.
0: Yeah, because buying the pack buying the packs is like if you are trying to complete the set it makes sense, sense up to a point to buy the packs i think and then you get to the, the almost that tipping point where you're buying packs and most of them are duplicates and like usually they're all the common ones that you can't do anything with so like yeah i can completely understand the fact that there is a market for yeah you can you can pretty much buy a a viable deck and maybe just top it up or tweak a few things um so yeah completely completely i can't wait for this can't wait to find out more yeah we'll, we'll definitely talk more about this after agreed let's move on to the last news topic of the week um pokemon anime it's the end of an era ash's final episode aired just need to point out No spoilers because neither of us have watched it because we will get around to it as part of our weekly uh, Pokemon anime discussion. But uh, the question I've got is, can you believe this has happened? Like, it's
1: sunk in. It it took me by surprise, let me tell you that.
0: The, the, The news that Ash was retiring... Oh right, no. Okay,
1: I thought you I thought about? we were doing the. Th- I don't know. I thought we were doing a thing where it was a case of like, Haha, let's pretend that we've seen it and just react. <laughs> 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 I, I was just playing along. <laughs>
0: See, I do, we can't see each other's webcams, but I'd love to be able to see your face then, just like just a moment of panic, and then like, uh, okay, just go along with this. Let's let's just Adelaide. Let's just, let's just improv improv. Um, so yeah, it was a great episode, wasn't he? Um, yeah, no, fantastic. I'm absolutely. I can't believe that he's Giovanni's son though. That was just what. I mean, like, we waited 25 years to find out who Ash's dad is. I'm just glad
1: they they covered it in the final episode. I, honestly, no. uh,
0: <laughs> the fact that Pikachu was Ditto all along.
1: But oh! long that's why it was so strong yes (laughs) yes ash has left no no i can't believe it is the is the honest answer it's no obviously been a long time coming but
0: uh, i thought he was going to be around forever like because it certainly felt that way it had gone on for that long and like yeah it, it I I I maintain what I have said in previous episodes. I'm really excited for the new anime. It has given me a lot of positive vibes and feelings at the moment. And I think they have a really good plan with it. Um, from what I've seen. So I'm really looking forward to it. I just I just remember us starting this podcast and I remember us talking on a couple of episodes, just saying, Yeah, they're not they're not gonna get rid of Ash. Why would you get rid of Ash? He's been a he's been the staple of it for so long, and he is so just Recognizable to the point where, um, funnily enough, I had to design an Easter egg box with my daughter for for school, and she wanted to do a Pokemon themed one. So I got loads of um loads of the sprites and stuff printed out, put in a shoebox, and one of the characters was red. So I put red in there. So then when we were having tea, I asked, I asked were, I was like, "Do you know who that is?" And credit to her, someone that doesn't know Pokemon outside of just like secondhand knowledge from hearing from me and. My daughter, her response wasn't red, so she was wrong, but her response was Ash. So the fact that she, who doesn't know Pokemon, doesn't follow Pokemon, knew the name Ash and connected it with Pokemon, like, says a lot about that character. Yeah. He, I mean, he... I
1: was going to sit there and go, arguably, he's his famous Pikachu. That's just not true. Yeah. Um, but, but for those of us who... Have grown up with the series, have watched it at some point in our lives. Yeah, Ash is synonymous with the franchise, and I think for a long time to come, will be. I would be surprised if they didn't bring him back. Oh, I'm not saying full time, but I can't imagine them not cameoing him.
0: I I agreed. I'd imagine he will be, like. What what I can see happening, and I don't know if they'll go this way, but it kind of makes sense is, um, and I think we've discussed this before, we've been doing the podcast for nearly a year now, so some, th- some things are going to come up again and we're going to forget, is that like the Power Rangers, every new set of heroes does a handover episode for the next set. So it's yeah. like, it's almost the passing of the torch. And it really wouldn't surprise me if we get something like that in the new series where either they bump into Ash or he's just a passing character. There, there will be some kind of connection. Ash isn't, is no longer the, the main character, but I could see him cameoing every now and again in all upcoming series.
1: And it's even more likely now, as we have found out that although, yes, Lico is from Paldea, she is at a boarding school called the Indigo Academy in Kanto. Mm. So that is apparently where her hairpin comes from, because it is a reference not to Ash, but to the Indigo League, which is why it's an L. And if we look back uh, at like the earlier seasons, we find out as well that Ash's hat is an Indigo League-specific hat. Because he sent in a bunch of postcards to get Yeah, he won in a
0: competition, didn't he? Or yeah, he did. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, she seems to be in a Kanto Academy, which we have to assume is run, run by the Indigo League. In some form, in mm. some manner, shape, or form. Uh, One assumes they've got a similar tie with the Academy as, like, the Academy has with the Pokemon League in Paldea. You know, those two are very, very hand-in-hand. Hand. We're not entirely sure why yet. But hopefully that gets explored more in the DLC. Or, it could you know, those kind of things could be explored more in the series. That could be a case of... Because oh, p- Pokemon schools have always been questionable.
0: <laughs> the, the, we've the, said you it. mean the lack thereof, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, <laughs>
1: we've brought it up many, many times over the last year yeah. of, how does this work? And... I think if they were going to go, no, now it's a case of like, you know, we've seen normal schools and we've seen Pokemon centric schools in like the sun and moon. And now we're going to get Pokemon schools, but that are funded by the league. So the league is funneling money into training up the next generation. Is that what the case is? Because there's there's a lot of my 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 writer brain is going off going, yeah, there's lots of interesting stories there about like who's funding the education of our children and why. Um They're probably not gonna go down that route because this this yeah. This is Pokemon.
0: <laughs> this is Pokemon. They they rarely have those hard hitting, like thought-provoking attitudes but, or questions but when they do they just pass right they just glance right by them and don't yeah have it. that's that's true just that, like no although again they've got a lot
1: more adult characters this season
0: mm. it's
1: not just Roy and Liko you've got the whole what is it rising vault tacklers
0: yeah or yeah. not vault, tacklers vault techers? Tech, vault techers
1: vault techers, vault yeah. techers sure um <laughs> uh, so I hope they do look
0: into exploring yeah some not darker themes but deeper mature, themes. mature maybe like, if you, if you are going to have, like, because, right, okay, because let's look at the vault Tech, there's five of them, right? There's mm-hmm. five of them, and then you've got Roy and Liko. So that's, yep. you know, seven characters. Five of the seven main characters are, are adults, are adults. Like, so surely you can have, you know, adult themes, mature themes, without it taking away from the fact that it is Pokemon.
1: And, and I can't tell, but I have a feeling that Roy and Lico are a little bit older than Ash.
0: I can't tell either, but age is a strange thing when it when it comes to it children comes to Pokemon, in the in yeah. the anime. Yeah, um, and they could I think quite easily go, yeah, the, these two are fourteen, and I don't yeah. think anyone would question it. No one would go, well, no, actually, they they look a lot younger. Like anime anime characters, that the age is always kind of in flux almost that you can get away with saying that older or younger than they, they are. Um, mm-hmm. And you know what? Yeah. G- give us, give us mature a Pokemon. I, I would be down for that.
1: You know, I'm, I'm even up for the idea of like it again, the kids following a more kid centric story and that's where the focus is. And in the background, there's this other plot, more, uh, chronological actual mm. bigger story going on with the adults i like that, that doesn't idea. necessarily become the focus but is constantly there in the background for the older audience which they know is there they they're yeah. well aware that they're there
0: I, I i like that idea actually because like what one of the criticisms of um i guess if i haven't watched a load of the anime but like the first season of journeys was that mm. the, the Eternus plot felt very kind of rushed at the end where instead of laying all the groundwork it was just okay now you've got a couple of episodes where this is the the main threat and what i would like to see is that it is you know those odd episodes throughout the season where you are building more and more to it so at the end of the story the end of the series it feels like a natural conclusion rather than just you know a a smaller movie for lack of a better word or a better better phrase um and if you're going to do ma- mature themes, I think you need to do that. You need to have... And you need to be able to lay the groundwork for the the big finale, whatever that might be. And I do hope that, you know, the fact that they have taken... and, and, and Like, this is a brave step, taking Ash away from the anime. Mm-hmm. Because there will be people that follow his story. And whenever you go, okay, away with the old guard, in with these new characters... You, provide a, you do provide a jumping on point for people, but you also provide a easy out for people to go, you know what, I'm kind of done with the anime now because the, the character that I grew to know and love is, you know, is, is departed and therefore I'm not going to continue following the anime. So this is, this is, a, is a risk. So if yeah. you're going to do a risk, you might as well take larger risks and go, okay, let's mix up the format and they did that in journeys they they've moved away from the typical okay ash is just doing the the badgies and going through galar and they explored you know the entire not the entire world but the world that we know up to this point they did a tournament they had go as you know his side um his side adventures you had chloe coming in with her adventures as well they've done a lot to to shake up the anime and i hope they continue to do it with the new series yeah
1: couple of other little bits that we've had given to us. We finally got the villain's name revealed. Or, well, I say a villain. He has been presented to us as a mm. villain so far. The guy with the Saru ledge. Yeah. He is called Amatheo. That's oh, how I'm pronouncing it. Uh, a- Amatheo. He is a member of the Explorers, um, okay. who are possibly. I don't know. Every Every fiber of my being is going they want you to think it's the evil team um
0: <laughs> yeah I, I can see that they're, they're
1: we... going to be the antagonists let's let's put it that yeah. way well, um they so... seem to ha- they seem to have an interest in Leko's pendant that's what we know but right considering we don't know what Leko's pendant is yet that doesn't tell us much
0: no so what i quite like about this is we've, we've got this this team of explorers and the rising vault techers feel very much like why else would you have a floating airship if not to explore? Mm-hmm. Which makes me think they have they probably have rival the same, squads. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking that these two teams have the same goals but different methods. Yeah. And that is why we're seeing so much of the Vault Techers in promotional material, is because actually they are going to play a large part of this. And it wouldn't, honestly, I, I think the first episode and setting it up is almost, the reason that Liko goes with the Vault-Tekers is because the Explorers come to her for the pendant and it causes a commotion. The vault Tackers save her and the vault is explain, well, this is what we're doing. Do you want to come with us? And that almost sets the scene of, okay, the Explorers aren't bad guys, so to speak, but Maybe their methods are questionable.
1: Yeah, they are a threat. Yeah. In one sense or another. Yeah. Uh, other members of the Explorers. We have Konya and Zir. I, again, no, no official pronunciations yet. That's what I'm going with. Um, interesting characters. Zir is a male and Konya is a female. Uh, very cool character designs, actually. I quite I quite like the female character design. Um and Konya will be carrying around a Golduck and Zir a Rhydon. Two Kanto Pokemon.
0: Yeah, interesting that. Not quite. Interesting. Sure. Not like I get that. Like one thing I do like about the anime is the fact that when they go to a new region, it isn't just here's the new region, which is, you know, what what they've done while well with journey, journeys. Um but I would like to see more paldain pokemon or at least pokemon that maybe haven't been given limelight in previous you know uh, anime and i kind of feel like Rhydon and golduck we've seen a lot of them both in the anime and Mm -hmm. the games so i would have liked to have seen okay who could who could you bring in instead but i'm sure there'll be reasons i mean i think i would have been okay if maybe one of them was kanto and one of us from a different region because then it fits with the theme of yeah explorers
1: because I think, realistically, what we've got the three starters between our two main characters, mm-hmm. and then the villain's got a Cerulege. And then all the other characters we've seen so far don't don't have anything to do with Paldea. No. No. True. Yeah. Which is it's it's a way I- forward. It, again, we, we've said a couple of times Journey was a was a step in the right direction for Pokemon. I like the jet setting around the world kind of thing. But Galar suffered for it. And I worry that Paldea will suffer for this. I agree. Paldea desperately needs some fleshing out.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. The fact that, like, that... Yeah, I absolutely just reiterate your points that... Gallo, i was really looking forward to seeing Galar in the anime and it kind of got short changed because of the whole we're exploring the world which you know that there are good things about that because you get to go back to other areas you get to experience nostalgia for you know things that you've seen in the anime anime before like there there is a balance to be had and i don't think journey's got the balance right i i hope this new series does get the balance right of new and old um one question I've got for you: What what is this outfit? This Need Arena outfit that we, we saw in the vi- in the so, trailer as
1: well. Uh, hang on, there is a name for it, Fake Arena, I think, or something. <laughs> hang on, I, okay. I I literally just had it up, and I wanted to I wanted to talk to you about it <laughs> okay, because dude. we because we briefly saw it um yeah. in one of the trailers, and I think we both said on the podcast like, "What is this? Uh, Nido thing?"
0: Nido thing. Okay,
1: it's it's Nido thing. They are a streamer. Assumingly Assumedly, assumedly
0: I Wait, I do you think it's Iono lo- in disguise? I don't I,
1: I don't know if it's Iono. I think they're on the same kind of wave as Iono, though. Okay. This is it's uh, <laughs> this it's this V tubing? So <laughs> it's mascot tubing. There you go. Mascot it's gonna tubing. Be a thing. Mascot tubing.
0: Like so the only re- so a couple of things that, that make me think of Iono with this is one, the fact that they already have a voice actor for this, this character if they wanted because we, we got voice acting for Iono you know, in the promotional material leading up to um uh, Generation 9. The fact that like this seems like something she would do. The fact that her pose is, is kind of similar to some of the poses she strikes in the games. And then when you look at the background, it is very colourful with the stars and the circles and stuff. Like, I... I like, there's a lot here that makes you think, is Iono, like like in previous generations, like when we had Clement, for example, as a prominent gym leader in Kalos, and, you know, when they bring along, they, like Brock and Misty back in the day, they bring along certain gym leaders and flesh them out a bit more. Is Iono going to be that for the Paldean region? Is that the one that we're going to get the focus on this season?
1: Not sure. All we know for sure is that Liko is one of their biggest fans.
0: Right, okay, interesting. I, I there's a lot I'm loving this anime so far and I'm looking forward to it. And we haven't even seen it yet. We're, exactly. And we're not going to
1: for a little while.
0: No, it's gonna be it's gonna be a while, unfortunately. But I am looking forward to where we can talk about it on this podcast. But at the moment we are stuck with I say stuck as if it was a bad thing. We are stuck with Pokemon Ultimate Journey. Should we move on to the weekly episode discussion? Let's do that. So, if you are new to this, basically, we watch three episodes of the anime, and then we talk about it, what we liked, what we didn't like. Um, So, up first is episode 16, Radio Lulled the Mischievous Stars, which I I love the the play on words for this title, a play on, you know, Video Killed the Radio Star. Absolutely love that. Um, So, this episode starts off with Team Rocky just breaking the fourth wall Literally telling the usual voiceover to basically go away and then removing them, and we we get to discover that Team Rocket have a undercover Kingdom radio, which yeah, like,
1: which they're initially using as a recruitment, recruitment tool, thing yeah? for Team Rocket,
0: which is not unheard of. You know, no. Team Rocket
1: have taken over the radio station before, yeah,
0: yeah. which I I quite like, but <laughs> choosing Team Rocket for but, but okay right this is the funny thing though like i was about to say yeah why would you choose team rocket to do this but they prove throughout the episode they have a knack for it
1: yeah then by the by the end of the episode they've got like everybody across Kanto listening to them
0: like literally for everybody some reason for some reason so so what what do you so it's revealed in the episode that this is an order from the boss who wants to, to do recruitment, increase recruitment numbers. It's not working to start with. As, as Rotom rightly points out, they have zero listeners, zero applications, and zero playback. So not off to a great, great start. Um, So we get a montage of them perfecting uh, the, the radio show, including giving listeners uh, who send in questions items maybe that's what we should do for questions in the future on the podcast who knows um and it works with the the commentators that they you know that they're, they're now being listened to um new new segments include what's in palapa's mouth which is more pico in this episode um we get more 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 pico asmr which <laughs> okay fine whatever not something that i'm interested in whatsoever if you like it you do you it's not not for me um people start to write in including a man's daughter who's uh who's uh, a man writes in about his daughter who
1: is getting very fascinated with pokemon and he feels like he's losing her
0: that's that's right that's right which of course
1: turns out to be good old professor yeah and
0: it, it, who's a super fan apparently and, and is are, just like one of their biggest writers there are multiple super fans so do we get a montage of them like all over the world people listening we get brock out in the wild listening to him. um we get ren the lab assistant we got officer mm-hmm. jenny nurse joy um the person writing in officer jenny of all people <laughs> officer jenny of all people yeah and then um the the Professor Cerise that is writing in is Mr Are you lonely tonight um that's a weird uh, it's, a it's a weird re- name for a married man it it is a re- <laughs> yeah true true actually um it's a really weird episode where i remember coming out of it thinking oh that's okay right bit of a yeah. nothing episode but i like thinking back on it i actually i actually enjoyed it
1: i did I think one of the issues I have with it, mm. um it seems really harsh to say, but I don't think the trans I don't think the joke's translated very well. It's one of okay. those where the jokes clearly were written for Japanese, and it's it's an issue I've kind of had with Team Rocket for the last couple of seasons. Is because they're more expressive and because they're more animated, uh they don't yeah, they just don't translate quite as well with their comedy.
0: Okay, I can understand. I I can I I do get where you're coming from. Actually, it feels like
1: the the jokes are very regional specific.
0: Yeah, and then it's
1: animated to those jokes, and then they're trying to like weave it backwards.
0: So, as somebody and it doesn't that, always work. Yeah, so as somebody who's only watched the first a couple of series where they got to Johto, dropped off when they went to Hoenn, and then picked it back up for, for for Journeys. It feels like very much that in the original series, the jokes were aimed towards kids, even though there were the, the regional things going on, but they were aimed towards kids, whereas in the, this, the last couple of series, yeah, you're absolutely right. It is almost like there are, there are some jokes in there for adults like you say they don't translate well. Yeah, I don't even know if it's an adults thing. I think it's just like
1: so weirdly enough, the one I always remember is like from the first movie, uh, they make a Minnesota Vikings joke. Which is yes. obviously for uh an American audience because go Minnesota Vikings, uh, I believe they're a football team. It's, it's, we're not American. I'm sorry, guys. My voice may dis- it may fool you, but no. Um <laughs> But that's very clearly the dubbing agency went no we're just going to rewrite these jokes and we're going to make our own jokes whereas now they're trying to stay more faithful to the original scripts mm. and
0: some things do
1: just get lost in translation
0: yeah yeah i think sometimes it is better just to when you rather than just translating rather than just translating what is there you adapt it for the audience because it's the same as when they try to tra- like when you see it multiple times where they where they take a British show and they then adapt it for mm. American audiences and they keep the jokes the same and it just suddenly becomes... It un- doesn't boring, land. doesn't yeah. land the same. Yeah, so I, I, I completely take, take your point. um Anything else about this episode? Uh, it's, it's fine. Okay. I, I did enjoy it. I do quite like the old episode where we don't follow Ash, Go, and Chloe and it is just let's give someone else a time to shine. Which is kind of like the next episode. So episode 17, Big Brother to the Rescue. Um, Over at Cerise Labs, Grookey has lost its stick. Yampa quickly finds it. And what we get is Yampa's episode of him just help him or her, I don't know, actually, helping a variety of Pokemon with their issues, including breaking up a fight, helping Heracross, um, figuring out why the waterfall's dirty, uh, trekking down the Pokemon, um... And helping Suicune purify the water. This, this, it's just Yampa's episode of just helping everyone out. Yeah, it's it's
1: very cool. There's a whole, like... There's, there's a bit of a mystery, because there's fights going on. Because it starts mm-hmm. off with, like, the rock Pokemon have invaded. That's it, yeah. And then they go to where the rock Pokemon usually are. And the Bruxish is causing a horrible sound, which has pushed them all the way, but the brooks is making a horrible sound because there's mud in the water, but there's mud in the water because Grimer's in the waterfall, but Grimer's in the waterfall because it gave up its nest for... Froakie. Me out. Froakie. There you yep. go. So they go on this roundabout journey, and it's like, oh, Frokey settled now, Grimer, you can move back in here, everything's sorted. And then, yeah, as you say, Suicune shows back up out of nowhere, purifies yep. the water, and then
0: basically, night yamper. yamper. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> they just like, like okay, like that's, sure. It's so cool. It's cool, but how does that work in any context? I I don't know, but yeah, it is cool. Um, yeah, oh, it's fun and en- fun enough episode. It's a yamper it, episode. I was always a, gonna like it. Yeah, it's a yamper episode. It is. It's fun for what it is. Um, and we do get a bit of a, you know, end episode sting where it finishes with Ash having his next battle scheduled with uh, Raihan. Um, mm, for,
1: which we always said was going to be his big move into episode it, eight and it, and or and the it, top eight.
0: Yes, yes. So big battle coming up. Um, Actually, I do want to point something out, actually. There was loads of stills in this episode, like a ridiculous amount of stills. Okay um like when they're walking as well it wasn't even like they were animated walking it was just like almost one position next position one position next position there there was a there was a couple of and i and i get it i absolutely understand if you're going to put your you know creativity somewhere it's not going to be in an episode that can just be missed and it makes no difference whatsoever um but We've been proven right in the past that you know when you typically have a couple of episodes where the animation isn't as you know fluid. I guess when you do get an episode where something big happens, typically it makes up for it. So I'm I'm confident that is you know with us getting to the right hand battle next, and then we're going to go into the Masters Eight, and the animation I'm hoping is going to be really good. I can forgive them for being a a little bit lazy. I say lazy, just like managing uh, it's their resources. Cost saving. Yes, yes. Cost, can, can... cost
1: and resource saving. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. Laziness is very much the wrong term. Yes. I'm not oh, yeah, you want that. Yeah, it's just, no, no, I just wanted That's to make myself. Clear. Yeah, That's yeah, not I, what we think. I, <laughs> I <do>. Animators, <laughs> we know you're overworked. We're sorry.
0: <laughs> we're sorry. We're sorry. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, the, the, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to the animation in the future episodes. Let's move on to probably the one we wanted to discuss the most out of these three episodes. So episode 18, Catching the Aura of Fate. I don't care um, if that's what
1: they think it's called. It's called Lucario Learns the Spirit Bomb.
0: It, yeah, <laughs> pretty pretty much. from Of all Pokemon as well, Greninja, we get Greninja. Now, I was somebody who, I, I didn't watch the, the Kalos series, so I wasn't I wasn't, I, I didn't know much about Ash's journey with Greninja, other than the fact that he had the Battle Bond ability, and we got to see an alternative form for Greninja, so I was always going to be excited when they said, "Ah, oh, Greninja's coming back," and we get to see. It. Unfortunately, we don't get to see the the bond, yeah. do we? Um, which no. is which is one of the things I did really want to see. But what we got here was was a really interesting episode. That like it's strange sometimes when when you watch the anime and you think that you've seen a character's arc reach its end. And you get more of it, yeah. Like I, I, I thought Lucario, Lucario one of them that like the the whole arc was really wanting to be really good at fighting, then eventually becoming the Lucario. And you thought, oh, okay, the arc's done, but then you get more of the more of the arc, such as like when it it's refused- working out
1: how to mega evolve,
0: yeah. And then when it refuses to mega evolve in a fight, uh-huh. because the timing is like you, they're constantly taking this this Lucario and going. Like, a Pokemon that we have seen so many times in the games and the anime and even movies before, and yet they still manage to bring out new things to develop it.
1: And it's really cool because it's a callback. You're talking about the movies. We had uh, Lucario and the... Aura Guardian? Aura Guardian sounds right, yeah. Lucario and the Aura Guardian, where we find out that Ash is Aura-sensitive. Yeah. And then that's touched on again in X and Y, where Ash is aura sensitive with the Lucario, and um, what's her face rollerblader? Karina. Karina, yep, recognizes that Ash is aura sensitive, and so does her Lucario. And it's kind of implied in this episode because we never really knew what battle bond was. We never really knew what Ash Greninja was. It's kind of implied here that it's just aura. You know, Ash is sensitive to it. Lucario's naturally are sensitive to it. The bond that Ash and Greninja had made their aura, their life energy intermingle. Mm. And it was really cool back in X and Y where you used to be able to see, you know, you had, yes, Ash Greninja, but he also had his water shuriken that got really big. And Ash would often do the moves alongside Greninja, which was such a phenomenal like as as a visual spectacle, seeing these two in like the blue hues, and the animation for X and Y was obviously amazing. Um, and then they they'll do the same move, and then they overlap each other, and then we'll zoom out and see the Pokemon do it and land the attack. Really cool, and they bring that back, and it seems like they've gone. We can't, we're not giving you Ash Greninja again. Yeah, uh, big sad, no Ash Greninja. <laughs> But Lucario's taking that spot now. Lucario is going to be not as connected maybe, but connected enough on that same kind of aura spirit uh, life energy level with Ash that he can now use his, I wanted to call it rescinggun. <laughs> That's really bad. Um he can now use his spirit what's whats what's, what's the actual move called? Aurasphere, yeah. his aurasphere, and stick it above his head alongside Ash, and they go bigger, bigger, mm-hmm. bigger. <laughs> Give me all of it's your cool. energy. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Let me yeah. energy. It's it's
0: cool. It's 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 pure spectacle, and yeah, I, I I'm about it. <laughs> oh, de- definitely, definitely. How we get there though? It, it's it's an interesting episode because we we end up in so so. Th- we, there's a couple of things that they, go on. We fight Nebulous Roots. Yeah. Nebulous evil roots, which right. is never explained. No, it's it's not. So you they just end up in the woods trying to track down Greninja, and then you see these. Yeah, they, there's no other way to describe it. it there are roots that that they stick out a little bit because the animation is very fluid, isn't it? Compared to it, yeah. just it doesn't look like the cartoon, so it, it sticks out a little bit. But the fact that they never never actually explain, like, is this forest evil? Is there something? corrupt it but but no there's just root i think it's just a way to kind of go okay how can we have these pokemon battling and learning these skills without actually hurting anybody let's just give the yeah roots that that are alive um and like greninja at the start of this just absolutely outmatches lucario in every way just like constantly just like Shifting and moving and then, like, Lucario will go past and then Greninja will, like, playfully tap it and then, like, vanish and move around again. It was... It, it, Greninja was playing with it, but I, I don't think at any point Greninja was doing it out of spite or pride or boasting. It, it almost felt like, okay... I'm a pusher. Yeah, yeah you, are, you are in the place that I was and I need to make sure you are good enough. And this in a, is in a weird sense it. it's
1: the same thing gary did to um to go, go. yeah 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 or yeah. the same thing that kiawe did to go yeah yeah of and... i have fought alongside this person i know what they're capable of i need to make sure that you're up to the task yeah and while like
0: while like Go's outburst at the time felt it felt right to be fair because he was like, no, I'm not Ash's rival. You've got me all wrong. I've got my own journey and everything else. Like, Lucario and how he how Lucario handles it is in I think it's in character. Yeah. Because because Lucario just gets absolutely frustrated because we've seen time and time again that Lucario is a like, fair play to Ash. Like, he's built a team of fighters. Like Pokemon that will just keep going and going and going. Like we've seen it with Pikachu before. Lucario, Surfetch, like they are Pokemon that, like, they are surviving fights that they shouldn't be surviving because they are fighters. So to see Lucario just become so frustrated with the fact that this Greninja is outpacing him in so many ways. And then, like, Lucario, like to the point where Lucario, it seems like it tries to trigger Mega Revolution on its own. Did you mm. get did you get that as well? No, I didn't. Okay. Rob. Um, but it, like the way I read that scene was like Lucario's can't be Ash Greninja, so decides to mega evolve, but then is so off balance and frustrated that it doesn't work, and it runs off into the wild. And fair play to Ash, Ash doesn't go after Lucario because he just knows what Lucario needs at that at that at that moment is what Greninja will give it, not what Ash yeah. will give it. Um, and they had to like a pool of water, and they, like, they they just like move their legs ever so slightly in this yeah. pool of water, and then- Lo-
1: lovely bit of silent storytelling as they yeah. make the ripples in the water cross yeah. over each other, and yeah. feel the energy, feel
0: the flow of energy. You know know what? Yeah, and you know what else is real positive about this episode is it's one of those episodes where it shows and doesn't explain. There have been too many episodes where something happens on screen and you, as an adult viewer, go, "Yeah, I know exactly what they're doing," and then it cuts to go, "Going, oh, I didn't expect that. Oh, Ash did this. It's like, yeah, we we know we saw it. We don't need to be explained it. And this is one of the episodes where like nothing really gets explained, but 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 just what they show on screen is enough to explain it." Like, yeah. it, it's an absolutely fantastic It, it remains episode.
1: mysterious. Yes. But in a good way. Like, there are some things of the Pokemon universe where I'm like, that's a mystery and I don't understand it. Yep. This is like, no, that's just mysterious.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a you know, what, I, I, absolutely, I really enjoyed this episode. Really enjoyed it for what was basically a training montage episode. But I really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, you know what? Actually, one thing we haven't touched on, it keeps cutting back to Raihan. We actually get backstory for Raihan as well. Like, and he's really- A little bit. little we bit. You can see like his Duraludon and stuff. Yeah, but it's it's the fact that he's like really down on himself and the fact that he has like one of the most frustrating losses in his in his life and he punches the wall, doesn't he? And then he turns and takes a photo and he's got that photo on his phone of like his most embarrassing defeat. Is like- a way to kind of motivate him because like Ryan's another one of those characters that like he has, he has to me, what is quite similar to hop hop loses in the game over and over Hmm. and over again to your character. And Ryhan has gone through that with Leon because Leon's never lost, but Ryhan is confident that he is Leon's rival, which means that they must have fought several times. And Leon's
1: actually going to, I was going to bring that up because he's at the bottom of the master's eight.
0: Yeah. You know, he's he's eighth and
1: Ash is ninth. Yeah. But do you think he's only there because he keeps fighting Leon? So Like if he'd fought anyone else in the Masters 8, he'd be a lot higher, but he's like, "No, my sights are set on Leon and that's yeah. who I'm going to beat." Yeah. Yeah. And I, then because he doesn't, he keeps pushing himself lower in the ranks.
0: I like that idea actually because he in the in the games he's he's a competent trainer, but the fact that Anyone that can, anyone that can consider Leon a rival, must be good at Pokemon. Like to the point where they're probably thinking, if I just had that edge, I could, I could beat the champion. But he can never figure out what that edge might be. So the the fact that he's he's up there in the Masters Eight means that, like, he must be a really competent trainer. He must be like the fact that he's in the top eight in the world says a lot, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, it, considering, like, all the others are champions, mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's one of those annoying things, actually, where, sorry, not annoying for us, but probably what is annoying for him is that if he'd have been bo- born 10 years earlier or 10 years later, he might have been, been the very best. Exactly like, like mm, arguably maybe. no
1: because he wouldn't have had leon to
0: push him to that extent true that's a really good point like actually you know what this is making me really want to i can't wait to get to this episode when they actually have that fight because i think it isn't just going to be a fight i think we're going to get so much like there's so much, like so much riding on it in terms of you know How does Ash get into the top eight? How does Ash feel about it? How does Ryan feel about it? How does everyone in the world feel about, oh, this major upset, this kid that's come from nowhere and he's like constantly jumping up and he's managing to do this and then Leon thinking, okay, one of the trainers that, you know, I would, uh, sorry, do we ever hear that Leon considers Ryan a rival or is it one way? No, he doesn't.
1: No. It's It's a one way relationship. Okay. Leon doesn't feel like he has a rival.
0: Yes. But to Leon, because, though,
1: because because he expressed that he was like, no, I've I've done it, I've peaked. Yeah, this is yeah. it. This is as good as he gets yeah. because there's no one else to push me.
0: Yeah, but I'm looking forward to like just Leon going. Okay, Ryan was never my equal, but he was probably his. You know, he was probably the one that pushed me the most. And there's somebody that's managed to beat him. Mm. Like I'm looking forward to seeing what Leon Leon's like. I I can't wait for this fight now. It's it's I've hyped myself up this this episode. We'll have to catch that next week. In the meantime,
1: Ben, do
0: you want to play a game? (laughs) I do want to play a game. In front of Connie, he has three Pokemon with three Pokedex entries each. But can I spot the fake
1: entry? Okay, your first Pokemon for this week is Suicune. Suicune embodies the compassion of pure spring... Oh, sorry. Suicune embodies the compassion of a pure spring of water. It runs across the land with gracefulness. This Pokemon has the power to purify dirty water. Dex entry number two. It dances across the surface of lakes and rivers. With every step, it purifies the water at its feet. And number three. This Pokemon races across the land. It is said that north winds will somehow blow wherever it appears.
0: Okay. I am slightly confident that we've done Suicune before. We have. We, we, therefore, we 100% have. Okay. Therefore, I, I vaguely remember the third one being true. Unless you have played like a 4D chess game and taken my fake one and bought it back against <laughs> me. <laughs> that would have been clever. <laughs> that would have been very clever. So I don't think it's number three. So I think it's between one and two. I obviously, they both mentioned about purifying the water, okay? So th- this is where I'm struggling now because they both mentioned something that I know is factually correct. So I'm going to go based on the fact that it purifies with every step. So I'm 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 gonna say the first one's fake.
1: Okay. Uh, No, the second one was fake. Oh. With every step it takes is a fake deck sentry.
0: Oh, right. Okay. Very well done. Very well done. So...
1: On to number two, Raikou. The fur on Raikou's back. Sorry. The fur on Raikou's back builds up a a static charge. As the individual hairs rub together, they give off the sound of thunder. Dex entry number two. Sorry, words are hard. (laughs) A Pokemon that races across the land while barking a cry that sounds like crashing thunder. And dex entry number three. The rain clouds it carries lets it fire bolts of lightning. Nope, that's not what that says. I was getting... read, the actual, <laughs> yeah. read the actual entry. The rain clouds it carries let it fire thunderbolts at will. They say that it descended with lightning.
0: Okay. I'm going to go with number three being fake.
1: Okay. No, number one was fake.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Sorry. I, I think my delivery didn't help much on that
0: one. No, it's so. To be fair, like I got to the, the you got to the third one. I completely forgot what the first one was, so I went with two and three. But yeah,
1: okay, right. Yeah, no, does it doesn't create static charge in its fur that gives off thunderous
0: okay, sound. Okay, okay.
1: Can you guess what the third Pokemon is?
0: See, I, I, I think I can, <laughs> but you might just pull a one eighty, which I've done in the past. And the third one was Weedle or something. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Entei. That might be the only question you get right today. Let's find (laughs) out. wow. Wow.
1: Text entry number one. It is said that when it roars, a volcano erupts somewhere around the globe.
0: Okay, I know that one's true.
1: Number two. A Pokemon that races across the land. It is said that one is born every time a new volcano appears. And number three. Entei embodies the strength of an erupting volcano. It runs across the land carving new pathways for itself through mountainsides with the immense temperature of its fire.
0: Oh, okay, so the second one, like, the red flag there for me is the fact that like, there's more than one, even though this was a Pokemon that resurrected by Ho-Oh. Which which makes you think maybe it's that one. But then the third one, like, the heat of it running through mountains. Oh, okay. It's a a, a toss-up here. It's like the first one, it's a you know, flip of the coin. So I'm going to go with, uh, ooh, I'm going to go with number three.
1: Number three is correct. That oh, is I, the oh, fake one. entry.
0: Oh, I got one. Oh, I'm happy with that. This is so <laughs> difficult. I, I know, it, right? Though. Yeah, it's not easy. Like for other people it might think it's really easy. But it's like when you're on the spot and you, you get bombarded with facts and you're trying to figure it out. And the only reason I knew with Entei that the first one was correct was um, um, Terminal Montage's um, video where all the legendaries fight. Have you ever seen it? Yes. It's like, and the, the, I watched the breakdown of it. And like it's the fact that when Entei just barks, it's like, bark, 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 <laughs> And every time a volcano erupts, I just remember that. So th- that's why I knew the first one was... Uh, was correct that I, I really enjoyed that is it my turn to you know quiz you next week would, would you would you like to go back to you or do you want me to do another one Sorry, what you do another one i do enjoy yeah you. let's you do, do it one. why not yeah, let's, let's do it let's move on to comments and questions if you've got a comment or a question you can reach us by leaving a comment on our discord uh a comment on our podcast on youtube by emailing goldenrod pod at gmail.com or by using the hashtag goldenrodpod on twitter if you are in i don't know if you do it on youtube or i do it for the podcast there are loads of links down below to show you where to uh, leave a comment so or a question so please please do so the comment the question that we've got this week comes courtesy of gym leader jc on youtube now that ash being the main protagonist has come to an end at least for the foreseeable future what are some of your favorite moments from the anime have you got any because like i've i've not watched it anywhere near as much as you
1: so my number one is actually a really really old one and it comes from the johto series Mm. and it was the first time ash beat gary he was in the johto league i think they they weren't semi-finalists um but ash goes up against gary and of course Gary has been his main rival Mm. up until this point, has given him shtick up until this point, and Ash wins. And it's a phenomenal battle and a huge turning point, not only in Ash's character, but the relationship between these two, and the echoes of which we still see today. You know, of yeah, Gary's a little bit of a he's a little bit of a turd, but we get along. He, He has always just been there to push me, and you know, after that gary accepts like no okay ash is better than me mm. all right fine i'll i'll go off and do other things I've, that that's okay and it's such a huge moment for the anime cuz you know this had been the canto series the orange islands now joto this has been our main rival all the way through and our main character finally overcame them awesome yeah. awesome point in the anime
0: uh- and so I haven't watched as many. I, I've watched up to some of Johto. So I watched the original, watched the Orange Islands, watched some of Johto, and then came back for the journey. and then watched the odd episode of um, Son uh, and Moon with my daughter. I think one of the... So I'm going to go with something that might not be my f- favorite, but it's the one that's the one of the most memorable moments. And it's like Ash's head drop when he loses in the league, when his Charizard... Oh refuses to fight and just because like watching that back when i was a kid and not understanding anything about story structures and things like that like i expected ash to win that fight i expected ash to win the next fight i expected ash to win the whole damn thing because i was a kid and i didn't understand it and i didn't understand story structures and the fact that like if you make ash the best there then you can't make him it'd be very hard to make him the best somewhere else because because like once you reach the top where do you go from there so i'm I'm, so looking back though and thinking about it at the time just feeling really gutted for ash and seeing his head drop and like the charles are just asleep and just... and what's
1: so crazy is that was told to us from the very beginning that he was going to lose.
0: Yeah. If you think yeah. about the opening,
1: yeah. that's like the first image of Ash we ever see.
0: Is oh. him with the
1: spotlight on him with his shadow going in that X as he stood there as everybody filters out and he just goes I I've lost it's over. Oh. We we wow, all, yeah. Somehow like subconsciously we always knew, but yeah. Oh, what a pick. Yeah, what and,
0: the, and it's the fact that like actually thinking about it, the, the whole charizard subplot like i mean like thinking back actually as a kid i just thought oh ha funny charizard is disobeying charizard is like an ash on fire but actually like they were setting up that story beat. yeah to, to and, pay off <laughs> i'll
1: tell you what another memorable moment because you, you've set me up now is where he fights lorelei
0: Oh, so I've it's in the Orange, the Orange Islands, Islands? And,
1: and her Poliwhirl freezes Charizard and he sits there all night oh, trying to defrost it. And it's
0: that moment that Charizard goes, yeah.
1: I got you pegged wrong.
0: Yeah. You, yeah.
1: Yeah. You do deserve me.
0: And then Ash wins the rematch, doesn't he? Because him and Charizard have bonded. I did completely forgot that was Lorelai. Um, but yeah. I remember that episode because don't, don't they fight on a beach, I think? Or yes. It, yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that is! It, it, I always love that moment whenever, whenever it's in a you know a TV show, movie, a book, or a video game where you know you 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 hit the bottom that you can possibly hit, which in that case is Charizard just absolutely getting white, mm. and then the, the then how you come back from that and that moment where it's like, oh, Charizard is obeying Ash. This is what like this is. We've had a season and a bit. We've had how many episodes where Charles just refuses to, to obey? And now he does. Oh, f- phenomenal moments. Absolutely phenomenal. Like, uh, you know what? Comment for everyone else. Like, what's your favorite anime, like, moment? Because I'd love to know what other people, other people's moments are. And if it's from a, a series that I haven't seen, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it on YouTube. I'll figure it out. I'll watch it and then, like, think about it so we can talk about it. Um, have you got any more? uh no that's me i think we need to wrap up unfortunately i think we do um what content have you got coming up at the moment
1: uh i'm still in my little hiatus at the moment so nothing as of yet
0: okay fair enough um i've got i think i mentioned about pokemon infinite fusions last week i don't remember yeah i did uh so episode one will be going live next week it is a really enjoyable game and really difficult, but I am playing on hard mode, so maybe that's why um the game is very unforgiving, and what I've kind of realized quite early on is if you take the the if you fuse two Pokemon together, you do get some of the best elements, but you get some of the worst elements as well and I kind of went into that game thinking oh, I fused two really good Pokemon, therefore I've got an unbeatable Pokemon when actually right. I've got a Pokemon with extra weaknesses and maybe like abilities don't match up with the moves it's got, or its nature doesn't match up with the the moves that it's got it's It's a really interesting experience and I, and I hope people tune in and like it and watch it and that's the show for this week. If you've gotten this far, you're just a top dollar aren't you Connor? Where can we find you? You can find me on my YouTube channel at Captain Fidget on Twitter at Cap Fidget. I'm Ben. You can find me as Professor Hoenn Gaming on YouTube and Professor Hohen on Twitter. As for the Golden World Podcast, you can find us on the usual platform. Search for Golden World Podcast on YouTube or on your usual podcast app. Leave a like on YouTube or a five-star review if you're listening as a podcast. We'll Especially back-
1: if you like the new video format. Please do. Please, Please let do. us know if you
0: if you like this because it's, it's, it's more work. Come on, guys.
1: It is We're putting in the effort book. for
0: you. Yeah, like it. We'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon Podcast content. See ya.